Welcome to another episode of Ember Weekend. I'm Chase McCarthy. I'm here with Jonathan Jackson. Hey, Chase. A lot of things have been happening since last we met. Oh, yeah, yeah, seriously. Oh, I get an hour ago, I think. Uh, we, just got, we just got a new version of Ember dropped on us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I'm really excited. Uh, 1.11, which we mentioned last week, was just released. And, and 1.12 beta. Very exciting. And uh, with uh, 1.11, I think we got some version guides, which yeah. I think is a huge story. Obviously, guides are uh, versioned now, uh, so you can track changes as they occur. And if you're locked into a version, you can, you can see the documentation that is accurate for that version. But also, the examples have been updated to use Ember CLI. And I personally think this is a great move. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love that I can point somebody new to Ember to Ember's website now to learn how to use Ember CLI. That was a big stumbling block for us at the meetup that we most recently had, where they would say, uh, where should I go to learn more? And we would say, well, go to the Ember.js guide, but take it with a grain of salt because a lot of the examples are globals. And, uh, and then go to the Ember CLI main webpage and learn a little bit more there. And this, uh, this definitely kind of helps resolve that scenario. Not that we shouldn't still tell people to go to both sites, but right. it's kind of cool to see uh, the merging of those two th- ecosystems become a little bit more thorough. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of work put into this, right? I mean, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that, that made this happen. Um, I believe, uh, well, I was looking at the commits right before this, and Trek Glawicki had a majority of the, of the commits, but there are over 30 committers to the guides repo. So lot, it's definitely a team effort. Very cool. Yeah, it's really good. Um, well, moving on to what we've been working on for the last, I guess, week, um, ever since the last episode, is uh, getting a little website put together to host Ember Weekend. That hopefully doesn't look terrible. Yeah, well, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, I'm not a designer. Yeah, I, I designed all of it. So um, You did a good I, job. I, I like think, the logo especially. I think, I think we need professional help. That's, <laughs> either way, uh, we're, we're kind of going into this in the way we go into most projects and uh, trying to test drive uh, yeah. our development. And one of the things I needed kind of quickly was to have custom assertions. And QUnit's website, you know, explains it, and it seems pretty straightforward, but they don't translate directly to uh, kind of an ES6 module. So I was kind of unsure how to how to get this to work in Ember CLI. A couple of things I tried actually resulted in, like, errors and stuff because, you know, trying to just hit assert right. um, as and a this global. And this is just to kind of reduce the noise in your tests, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't want. I mean, we had a bunch of regexes that were showing up, and we were like saying, "Well, it should look something like this," and because that the tests were basically just testing mm-hmm. HTML content. But yeah, so what, it, what the what we ended up with is that inside of our test helper, we have um, custom a, a custom assertion right now, but uh, that's quickly going to get few, which we might end up having to modularize. Mm-hmm. But those those will be pretty simple because it'll just be import or you know assert custom assertions or something. Mm-hmm. But basically, I just ta- you know tack on something to qunit.assert. So you okay. just have to import qunit from qunit. Qunit has a, a property called assert, which, which is actually you know the, the function you would use. Um, and you tack properties onto that, and uh, the, yeah. the context uh, actually shifts, right? So that you end up with uh, access to a lot of the other assertions. So right. Yeah. Th- this inside of the function you provide, it ends up becoming uh, the assert. So you can just tack things on, or you you can you, you can extend. Uh, you can you can do things like I'm basically going to do an okay, but I want to do an okay with like like in our case, I want to do a regex inside of the okay. Right. Um, and so you so you get access to all the the built-in assertions. So. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed. Uh, how extensible uh, QUnit was in this in this regard. So uh, the the next thing that we want to talk about is there's this uh, library by Sam Selikoff called Ember CLI Mirage, that is a library that uh, once you've installed it, you uh, you are able to very easily stub out a backend service. I believe underneath the hood it uses Pretender, which I think we're both familiar with, and uh, it basically just gives you a nice API 
for interacting with a stubbed out backend. And the unique thing about this that I think has been missing in the Ember testing store for a while is uh, factories. So now at the top of your acceptance test, you can say, basically, given I have three users or three contacts or, or three posts, or I have a specific post with you know with the title of foo uh, and then you can assert against those things so it uh, it creates a each test clears out a database that it uses to retrieve things based off of uh, what looks very similar to a route file or the router file rather and I think this has been something that's been sorely needed and I'm really excited about it yeah yeah I know I know we've had uh, quite a few people um, that we work with you know on an Aver project that are asking us how do I how do I do this and it's and it was really hard to uh, I mean, there's there was Pretender, we mm-hmm. and that's usually what we would settle on. But uh, you know, it's kind of a there was kind of a pain point because you end up duplicating a lot of yeah. the server logic in your test, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, the kind of the main point was your you know of the pain anyway was fixtures, and now mm-hmm. you also have kind of like a logic fixture where you're like, oh, this is exactly how my server acts. Trust me. And when you, when that logic changes. Now you've got to go back in and, and, and recode it again inside yeah. of your test to get those to pass. And, and I was, not only rewrite the JSON, but also the logic to build this JSON. Yes, yeah, so like what happens when a user gets created Absolutely. or like, you know, what associations do they have and things like that. And yeah, so yeah. this is this is definitely going to be, you know, a good thing. And this uh, this handles, uh, you know, post interactions and delete actions uh, in, in some pretty cool ways. And uh, factories, I think, are just huge. Yeah, yeah. And um, is there any good way to um, to fake data in this? Yeah, so uh, one of the issues that's on uh, uh, Ember CLI Mirage right now is the ability to incorporate Faker.js into the factories, so you can actually generate more robust and more rich data. Uh, but uh, but I, I still want to see how this kind of fleshes out. I think it's gonna it's gonna come and be really really uh, interesting with uh, with this interaction with Faker because I think factories are gonna end up being used in the development environment as well. Because uh, right now there's a separation where in the development environment you use fixtures. And in the test environment, you use factories. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. The, the next testing kind of everything. Everything we have is testing right yeah, now. It's all, well, it's a it's a guide test sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So it's so, guides, tests, guides. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. About um, that. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was another uh, thing we ran into on the uh, Ember Weekend website with components. We were using components with an optional block for the first time. Um, and that's it's really nice. It is a really clean syntax. Basically, it's if you're if you're from the Ruby world, you want to do something like if block given is is what you're looking for, a property called template uh, that you can use inside of your inside of your templates. And that basically is like a child template. It's saying that a template was given to you as a property. I mean, so you can basically say if template yield, and that will say that if if a template was given as a you know nested inside of this component, you have access to it. You can yield to it. So you can safely uh, you know do like an optional default is what we needed yeah. it for. Um, and so we have if template yield, else render the thing that you know is the default. Yeah, that's great. Well, how do you test it? Oh, uh, well, yeah. So that was a little weird uh, at first. We, I wasn't exactly sure because you, you don't have control of that inside of the test. You don't, you're not responsible for rendering. That kind of gets set up by Ember Q unit. So what we ended up doing, we just set the property template on the component. So we just said component set template and then gave it uh, a at first. At, well, at first we tried to give it a string. Right. And it turns out that it um, that it's expecting template to be a function, and so we we passed it a function, uh, and that all seems to work. Um, we you know yeah, I was really excited about how this just kind of uh, worked. We yeah. were basically like, I'm pretty sure we can set a template, and then it'll it'll do the right thing, uh, and we were able to set it to a function that returned a string, and then assert on that string, 
that's that's very powerful. It's very a very pleasant surprise. When, yeah, when I'm, I'm just I'm hoping this is the right way to do it. Like <laughs> I, I I hope someone will either call me on it or uh, or, or something or, or kind of point me in the right direction. Yeah. If, uh, I'd like to get some feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I also wanted to talk about, and this is the end of our meat of our testing sandwich. Uh, Ember Try was released recently, and uh, Ember Try is this library that allows you to test your add-on against like, a matrix of different uh, Ember dependencies. So different Ember datas, different Ember versions. And, and, and the like, and, uh, and you can test them very easily. We were able to hook this up to uh, Ember Weekend's uh, website and uh, test it against a few versions of Ember pretty quickly. I think we ran into a few issues, which, uh, and you want to cover those? Yeah, yeah. So um, it it all plugged in really really easy and 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 worked straight straight away. I mean, so there was no there were no problems with it. it uh, it's just kind of some features I'd want, I guess. I guess I have to get a, a PR ready. Oh yeah, yeah. PRs but, are um, welcome. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, don't just yeah don't just talk about it. Now the uh, one of the stumbling blocks I ran into was like what to what to call when I'm trying to do a test. The guide shows that you say Ember like, try. You give it the name of the test and you say test. And it'll run that one test uh, with that scenario, or it'll run all your tests with that kind of version of Ember, version of Ember data, whatever whatever your scenario outlines. Um, and then there's another one you can use serve, which is um, which is really convenient because then you can just start the test server and and be changing changing your code and seeing it live, rerun the tests. So if you're working on a specific you know issue where somebody says in this version of Ember, this version of Ember data, this doesn't work, um, you can just really quickly kick over to that scenario, call serve, and then start working on it. But it was it was tricky to figure out what the scenario would be named because, in the scenario, uh, in the examples at least, there's like kind of a human readable title, um, but in the command line you're not going to use that or it shows kind of a dasherized lowercase version. And at first I assumed that it was a uh, kind of like a translation that was happening, some kind of like find or something kind a of dasherized, kind of fine, yeah, or dasherized a, lower or something. Or so that's what I was looking for, and it, and then when we looked through the source code, it just basically says find it by name, right, which so means you had, that you had to escape the spaces. Yeah, so I had like just use the exact same thing and escape right. the spaces, or I mean alternatively, which um, just use, use the name. dasherized yeah. for, form of the, right. the scenario name. Um, and I remember uh, there was one other issue that you mentioned uh, when you press Control-C twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm super, super impatient on my Control-Cs, I think, <laughs> and like, uh, basically, if you hit if you hit it, uh, so in the beginning, the thing, it has to actually build up kind of uh, it has to download like you know Bower install the version of Embryo it's looking for, and at the end it kind of tears it down. So at the end of the test serve, when you hit Control C, it has to tear it down and kind of recheck out the old version of Embryo you had, yeah, which it uses Git, I believe. Yeah, I hit Control C a couple times. I'm just trying to like like it helps or something, and uh, and and it actually threw an error and uh, ended up I ended up with a corrupt uh, Bower components, which is simple enough to fix. You just remove it and then Bower install, and you're back to to your, to whatever one's in your uh, Bower JSON. But I don't think there's any way to really handle that gracefully. Just kind of teach people to be gotta, more patient. Yeah, yeah, be more patient. Press Control C once. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, know. Don't, don't be in so much of a rush, basically. Yeah, I don't know. What would you catch <laughs> for that? Is like sigint or something like that? Uh, sigint is Control C, I think. Yeah, yeah. So could you? I wonder if you could do that. So the last thing I wanted to mention real fast was uh, there's a blog post by Michael Dupuis called uh, A Rubyist Guide to Ember Dependencies. And uh, I just wanted to do a really quick shout out to this because I think this is a really great beginner introduction for a Rubyist to Ember Dependencies. This uh, helps bridge the mental models between using something like uh, Bundler and then using NPM and Bower and knowing when to use uh, NPM and when to use Bower. And I think this is really something that uh, was very much... Um, necessary for getting new Rubyists onboarded, and I think I think there was a there was a survey that was released during EmberConf that talked about how many Rubyists are, are trying to use Ember and and how many people are using Rails as a backend and and things like that. 
and I think the number is pretty high. I think it was like 50, 50 like, plus percent. I think it was like 60%. You it, know? Was, it was quite I a bit. I keep saying 60% for everything. Like, <laughs> Everything's 60%. Yeah. 60% of surveys are just wrong anyway, though. <laughs> uh, but this this is a really cool direction. This kind of goes along with, with the, the, the guided versions in that, in that I think that these are the right steps to take to get people uh, comfortable and uh, have the right resources for the, for the tools. I don't know. I was really excited about this. I definitely wanted to mention it. I think this is going to end up in the uh, introductory resource uh, repo that I've been putting together. I definitely wanted to mention it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, I think that's it for uh, this weekend's Ember Weekend. Yeah. This Ember Weekend is done. Yeah. Uh, So uh, thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, we'll see you next weekend.